good morning, everybody. Pastor Steve here, and today we are in Zechariah chapter 7. While you're opening your Bible, I just want to remind everybody that it's a week from now, you know, next Wednesday's Valentine's Day. So, hey, guys, uh, go ahead and give some thought to it. Just, you know, I'm trying to help you out. All right. Uh, Zechariah chapter 7. Uh, this is a powerful chapter. I, I, I love this chapter. And and it takes place, if, if you in verse 1, it says, in the fourth year of King Darius, which means it's two years after the visions and the messages in Zechariah chapter 1. So now we've jumped ahead two years, which would put this around 518 B.C., about three years before the completion of the temple being rebuilt in Jerusalem. Um, and I think this chapter should cause us to... Um, take a hard look at ourselves and our faith and our living and our attitudes and, and positions on certain issues. Um, in verses 2 and 3, um, the citizens of the town of Bethel, which was, I don't remember exactly, I think about 12 miles from Jerusalem. Um, so some of the residents of that city, they, they, they send some representatives um, to Jerusalem and to the prophets and, and, and to Zechariah to ask and, and, and to the priest, shall, in the middle of verse 3, shall I weep in the fifth month and abstain as I have done these many years? Now, some of you read that in front of what is that talking about? Here's what it's talking about. During the, the decades after the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem and the temple and carried the, the, the citizens away as exiles or captives or slaves, Babylon, Persia, and so on. The, in, in, the, in the fifth month, which um, I don't remember what month that, that was, but whenever it was, uh, um, November and December, that's when it was, November, December in our calendar. This Cheslif, whatever, that's, uh, that's the Babylonian calendar. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Steve, don't get lost in the weeds. But anyway, uh, during all those years of the exiles, uh, Annually, every year, the Jewish people who were in exile would have a day or a time of fasting and weeping and mourning because the temple had been destroyed, the city had been destroyed, and they were captives. And so they had this annual fast, this annual time of fasting and weeping and mourning over the destruction of the temple and the city and their exile. And so now they've returned to the promised land. The temple they, they've rebuilt the altar, they're, they're, they, they will soon rebuild the temple, but, they haven't, but, but they're back home now. Should we continue this fasting, this annual tradition? And God speaks to Zechariah beginning in verse 4 and tells him what to answer these people. And he, he, and, and he asked them a rhetorical question in verse 5, when you fasted and mourned, all these years that you had this annual time of fasting and mourning, when you did that, um, and they did it twice a year, did it for these 70 years of exile, here's what God wants to ask them rhetorically. Was it actually for me, God says, was it actually for me that you fasted? 
Were you fasting all those years because you wanted me, because you were seeking me, because you were wanting to be submissive to me, dependent on me, or were you fasting? The implication is for your own interest, or were you fasting for God's interest? Um, he goes on to basically say it was for yourself because you were sad and you wanted God to fix it. You weren't seeking God. You wanted God to do for you what you wanted God to do, but you weren't really seeking God. And then he says, if you really want to know the answer to whether or not you should continue these fasts, he said, the answer is, is, is in what the prophets who came before me, before Zechariah, the prophets who spoke to your ancestors said, because the prophets going all the way back to Isaiah and Amos, down to, Je to Jeremiah, okay, and all the ones in between, they spoke to your fathers, to your ancestors, and told them what God wanted, and they would not listen and do it. Now, keep in mind, their ancestors were very religious, very religious, but they were not doing what God wanted them to do. And he basically here summarizes what Micah and other, other Old Testament prophets said over and over and over and over. Verse 8, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah saying, thus has the Lord of hosts said in the past, going back to these older prophets, to your ancestors, here's what he said to them. Dispense, execute true justice and practice kindness and compassion each to his brother. And do not, in verse 10, do not oppress the widow or the orphan, the stranger or the poor, and do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. The prophet said over and over, God desires justice, not ritual, not sacrifice because they thought their ancestors thought they could bring the sacrifices to the temple and they could do the rituals, but then they could take advantage of people and treat people however they wanted. But because they were Jews, descendants of Abraham, and because they had all these rituals and all these sacrifices, everything would be fine. And Zechariah is reminding the the, the Jews of his day who've recently returned from exile and exile caused an exile that came to pass because of their ancestors who were religious but didn't obey God by how they treated people. You want to know, should we continue these fasts? He says, God doesn't care about that. What God cares about is how you treat people. In verse 11, he said, but they, their fathers, their ancestors, refused to pay attention and turned a stubborn shoulder and stopped their ears from hearing. That's how they treated God. Their ancestors treated God. And they made their hearts 
like flint so that they could not hear. Their hearts became hard. And, and they could not hear in verse 12, the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his spirit through the former prophets, the prophets of old. And therefore great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. In other words, the destruction of the northern kingdom and the destruction of the southern kingdom, the destruction that their ancestors, their fathers brought on the nation was because they wouldn't listen to what the prophets were telling them. Because their fathers, they fasted and they had the festivals and they had all the holidays and the religious holidays and they went to the temple and they brought the sacrifices, but they did what they wanted to do. They did what they wanted to do, even though they were religious and they thought their religion would take care of them, but they wouldn't listen to the word of God and they wouldn't listen to the prophets of God. And... Uh, Verse 13, just as he called, and they would not listen. In other words, God called the people through the prophets, but the people would not listen. So they called, the people called out to God. Once, once the problems came, oh, God, help us fix it. Same reason y'all were fasting all those 70 years. Oh, God, help us fix it. You weren't seeking God. You just wanted God to fix it. So they called. And God says, just like y'all wouldn't listen to me, I didn't listen to you because you were not seeking me. So I scattered them in verse 14. Now, what does that have to do with you and me? A lot, actually. Especially in our culture with all the animosity and division, this group against that group, using words to just shut down discussion Somebody can say anything. You're a, you're a radical fundamentalist. You're a radical a liberal. You're woke. You're this. And, and, and whatever we can do to shut people down and get in our camps and get in our groups. Here's the thing, brothers and sisters. Ritual and religion are easier for us to execute Religion and ritual are easier for us to do than justice and love. What does God want? It's the same thing he said through all the prophets in the Old Testament. In verse 9, dispense, execute true justice, true justice. Practice kindness, practice kindness and compassion. To whom? In verse 10, everybody. How, how does true justice and compassion and kindness show up? You don't keep, you, you don't oppress the widow. You don't oppress the, the, the orphan. You don't oppress the stranger and you don't oppress the poor. How we treat the vulnerable, the powerless, the poor. The stranger, you know what the word stranger there is referring to? The immigrant. The immigrant. How we treat people matters a whole lot more in the eyes of God than all the rituals and all the religious traditions combined. Ritual and tradition 
don't make up for treating groups of people wrong. And that is a powerful message that you find throughout the Scripture and on the lips of every Old Testament prophet. God demands justice. That's not a woke word. That is God's word. How we treat those who are not part of our group, how we treat those who have no power, God watches and he cares. So should we. God bless you. That's the sermon. (laughs) That's the sermon uh, for today. And I'll be with you tomorrow as we look at chapter 14 of Zechariah. And I'll be a little bit shorter tomorrow. God bless you.